Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made And I wish that I could talk to me And tell me I can change Don't be afraid Just walk with your Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is October 20th, 2015. Welcome, 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 everybody. I didn't do a show last week, and we are going to do a show. I shortened the show because I have some family that came into town, and um, I almost didn't do the show and moved it, but then I was like, okay, what the heck, here we go. Um, So here it is. Is A not working for you? Were you forced to go to AA meetings by somebody, anybody? Um, And that there's other six other free options, and there's really a few others, one being, you know, Naltrexon, and and then there's other ways, which a lot of people do, most people do, which is on their own. And many people are finding that there are non-12-step therapists who are out there to help you. Were you court-ordered to AA by a judge? Were you coerced to go by a family member or a boss? Were you extorted to go to AA by the FAA, the Board of Nursing, or some other board? So, you know, I didn't know all of this stuff when I decided to make the film. I decided that, you know, the reason I made the radio show was because I left in 2011, early on. I mean, I knew that I was going to leave a year prior by what was going on in Alcoholics Anonymous in Los Angeles, California. And But I stuck it out to see what I could do to try to make it safer. And um, we accomplished something in that we created literature and we spread that around. And I went to many processes, which is uh, the Pacific Regional A Service Assemblies. Which and So then I had access to a lot of uh, other people that were in the region, 13 regions, 9 states in the Pacific and so it, it really kind of had a far-reaching effect because of my involvement at that point. But I'm speaking to people who are really, the thing that I find really shocking, okay, the first level of shock was that they were court-ordering violent sex offenders to AA, which when I was a member, we didn't know. The public certainly has no idea. And that it, how dangerous everything was. So and then the other part that I didn't know is that sex offenders actually target AA meetings, so there's a group of sex offenders that are not even sent to AA, who don't even have a drinking or drug problem, but they go to target women, women with small children, LGBT, 
LGBT community as well are targeted. Then you have old-timer. Most of it's men, but there's a certain percentage, I'd say 20% women, predatory. Financial predatory behavior where there were men who go and guys who they know that um, these group of people, say in the, the Palisades or Beverly Hills, have money, and they go to those meetings not to you know get any help, but to pretend that they're 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 buddy buddy buddy, and they're going to use you're going to use that world to pray. And um, so the, all these worlds, the, I was shocked. So I I find this out as I'm making the film, and then to find out some of this other stuff, which is about coercion, which at first I was calling coercion. And then you find out that that's not... If somebody tells you that you must go to this rehab and pay $40,000 a month or you're going to lose your record deal or you can't fly a plane again or you can't be a nurse unless you go to AA for five years three times a week and that you got to bring a sponsor in front of the... I mean, it's like crazy. You know, you to say to be forced to join an organization is actually against the law. You can't be forced to join an organization of any kind but until you see it that way, people don't get it. They think that, well, this is something different. It's something, no, it's nothing. It's nothing special. It's nothing, you know, AA is a layperson, unprofessional support group that is become so big and so embedded and such a fucking institution in America that it is like a huge Goliath to me and to a lot of people. So I say to you, if you're out there and you've left, um, you can go onto Facebook, and there's like leaving AA and anti-AA, and there's so many groups. And a lot of them are closed, but there's a lot of them that aren't secret groups. I would join some of them. Um, my blog, you have leavingaa.com. You have stop13 step in AA, uh, stop13 step in AA.com. Other blogs like recovering from recovery, John Stewart. Spell J-O-N-S-T-W-A-R-T. These both of these guys are from the UK. They have great websites. They, of course, didn't have um, any predatory behavior. One one guy actually had a little bit talked about being 13 stepped, and um, so I think uh, you know. Any, anyway, um, here I am multitasking once again. But I, you know, so the part that. Is became so shocking at another level besides murder. You know how much more shocking I was shocked enough to leave something that I once, um, you know, thought was this great group of people. But you know, I think the group of people and the people that are sitting in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings are varied, and there are some great people sitting in there. Some, not a lot anymore. I don't think there's a lot of great people sitting in there anymore. I think you have a lot of mentally ill people. I think you have a lot of really sick people. And you have a lot of predatory people. And then you have these small groups that are insulated where, you know, people, you know, know each other, like the women's group that I went to in the end, that are rare. I think they're rare because I actually went to other women's meetings in West L.A. and didn't like them at all for many different reasons, for them being catty or them being condescending or it being too cultish as well, like whatever the reason that, you know, I know everything and you don't. And um, so I find that um, I just think that the, the most important thing would be to stop the court ordering of violent and sex offenders. And But then like a plus, plus, plus on top of that, that you've got to stop 
court ordering people who get a DUI. You can't make people join an organization. Like I think that if any way, any way you can look at it, that people have to get empowered enough to say, not only do I refuse to go to a religious organization, which AA has been deemed highly religious in over 50 states, over 50% of the states, even if that state, nobody's fought it yet, you could be the first person. But here's another part of this, which I got that because it was on the UN, United Nations website, that you can't be forced to join an organization because you got a ticket. You know what I mean? You can be, you know, um, and, and it, it, looks, it, it looks and smells and sounds in a varied way, amount of ways when you look at it from a nurse's point of view and then a lawyer's point of view and a doctor's point of view and a pilot's point of view and an average citizen and a teenager and a 50-year-old man whose life is going to be ruined because of the DUI. Um, I think that people need to fight it and that uh, John Noland, N-O-L-A-N-D, in Santa Clarita, you can call him, you can find him on the Internet and give him a call to represent you if you live in the Los Angeles area um, and need a lawyer who will really help you not be sent to Alcoholics Anonymous so that the alternatives are there. So Smart Recovery has been approved by the National Drug Court. So that means that any state, city, they have online meetings um, in Los Angeles. They're big in San Diego. Moderation management, there are meetings. I don't care that there's one. You know, there is one. And um, Women for Sobriety is big down in San Diego. Uh, I know that there's some meetings in Pennsylvania. You just go online and look. Um, SOS, Secular Organization Save Ourselves, created by Jim Christopher. There are meetings around the world. Life Ring is small. It's not here. I know that it exists in other places. But the, but the three programs that are actually already approved by the city of Los Angeles, which nobody has a clue, are Smart Recovery, Moderation Management, and Secular Organizations for Sobriety. But here, here is the thing that I started out with that I think people need to wrap their head around is you can't be forced to join an organization for a ticket. Can you imagine, like, what other organization you have to join Weight Watchers? or That, that wouldn't even count. Like, it's not the right kind of organization. You have to join the Rotary Club. Um, you'll have to join the Lions Club. You'll, you'd have to join Toastmasters. I don't, I don't know. There's, you know, you have to join something. You know, it's really bizarre. And, and the further I am away from it, the more bizarre it gets. And we do have people on a deprogramming site on Facebook. I'm going to give you the name of it. So it's called Deprogramming from AA or any 12-step program. It's a closed group. And I will not just let anybody in. We are. We have 196 people requesting. Um, they're still not in because I don't. I don't believe they're genuine people trying to deprogram and get help. We have 190 members now. So again, it's called deprogramming from AA or any 12-step group. Now there is a group that's an open group um, that's kind of filled with professionals. Um, if you're a parent um, and had um, a, a loved one or a child or a, you know a husband or wife who've had, had issues, this is a really great 
uh, it's open. It's got 1,500 members. Um, it's run by two uh, people that are very professional, Carol Cates Bayer and um, Barry Lesson. And that group is called Families for Sensible Drug Policy. Families for Sensible Drug Policy. Oh, actually, it is a closed group. You have to, you have to join. Okay, so that's not a bad idea. It's a good thing, I think, to not have it completely wide open. Uh, I am going to do a really short show. There's somebody holding. Um, if you want to call in, I could take a couple of calls and just if people want to say anything, 818-475-9211 is the number, 818-475-9211. Let's see. Hi, caller. Uh, would you like to make a comment or ask a question, or you want to just listen? I, I just like to listen. Okay. I'm going to put you back on that. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, uh, hey, Blue. Shh. My doggy here. He hears somebody coming in. Um, this is what, – what I see going on is that there is a huge movement um, that's kind of left the anonymous blogs, which have been out there stinking, thinking, being one of the first big ones, and we have um, – Orange Papers. Orange Papers created a forum. Um, I created Leaving AA when Stinking Thinking went down briefly in the fall of 2010. Was that 11? Maybe it was 2011. Uh, but I think that there is a, so there's a big move onto social media, which is good, that people are willing to you know use their name and their face and talk about it and feel safe enough to talk about it, and either you get unfriended by AA members or you unfriend them. Or you know people are you know fight until you figure out that they're going to be bullies about it, and then you can just you know get get on with it. Um, I really think that uh, it will it, that there are good things that are going to come. Um, the film, The Thirteenth Step, is available now uh, to buy on DVD, and we just rolled it out on Sunday, and um, you can go to the 13thstepfilm.com. You can uh, use PayPal. You can send a check to my, my, uh, the P.O. box for Inward Girl Productions, and then we are putting up, uh, if it's not already up, something for using Visa and MasterCard. And I think that what people are doing is they're, wherever they are, seeing if they can uh, get a screening together, so community screenings, which would be free at libraries, if you have an organization, um, maybe there's even a rehab in your town that is not 12-step that really would like to support the film. And you might have a Lemley Theater in your area or a landmark theater, ones that show documentaries, independent films. Contact them, and then perhaps they and myself could get together and we could do um, a screening on demand through, um, you know, what is it called? Not Vivid. Uh, where you can just do, you know, one, oh my God, I can't believe I'm having a, a memory thing of what it's called, but anyway, um, where you can you can do that. Uh, Eventbrite, sorry, Eventbrite. I had a, a brain freeze there for a second. Uh, I think that, you know, it's been a long, long few, five, six years for me. I started the work in 2009, and I left in 2000, early 11, and made the film. It took about four years, three and a half. And um, I finished it, and then I recut it and reshot some more things and recut it and actually recut it when I came back from Cannes again because I just wanted to keep making it better. 
So I'm looking for distribution, whether it be on television. And, um, you know, I am really excited that people are now going to see it. So we ordered... We ordered a bunch of DVDs, and they're going to be they're going to be re- they're ready already. I'm going to get them to up either tomorrow or Thursday, and then the Indiegogo rewards are going to get um, filled first, and then those who bought it um, will be done probably next Monday, so they'll get shipped out. Um, got to figure out how much it's going to cost to send it to Canada, and send it to um, UK because I've been getting requests from UK as well as Australia, so I have to see what that's going to cost. But then in January, if all goes well, I will roll it out digitally, that you can buy it on Vimeo, maybe, we'll see, and uh, you can rent it that way. But I felt that um, physical copies were a better way to do it so that people could hold screenings. Um, I really want to thank everybody uh, who's given me all the support that they have given, and I know that it's hard uh, for some people, when they leave, for some, it isn't. They just walk away. Um, they're not there as long. Um, but those of us who were in for decades um, know what that's like. Um, they know how big they are, how um, embedded uh, members are, how um, power, how, you know, th- there's a dichotomy, I think. There's, you know, in, in AA, you have people who are really beautiful people who are of service. I, I'm thinking of particular woman that I knew very kind, very, you know, just how can I help? And, you know, there's those those types. And then there are bullies, nasty bullies in Alcoholics Anonymous and people that know everything and people that are really mean and say to women who have been raped, um, what was your part? Boo, shh, shh. Sorry, I got my dog in here with me. Boo. And uh, somebody must have come in, so he's... <laughs> making the weird sound that he's making. I'm, well, I'm going to throw you outside. <laughs> um, the thing that, I mean, I still get, uh, I, I get Facebook private messages. I get people leaving me messages. I get private emails telling me c- continually horror stories. Continual. I mean, I don't know what would happen if we finally had Frontline in 2020 and the Associated Press tell this story. I think that it would be really big, like the Catholic Church scandal, but I think it would be bigger, because I think that even though there are more members of the Catholic Church, I think there are more people harmed in AA than helped, and I think there are more people harmed by Alcoholics Anonymous than the Catholic Church. It's my opinion. But understanding the numbers of how many people have been forced a million people, 1.3 million a year since drug court, which is now in existence for 25 years. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Well, they were probably stepper judges. And they're really arrogant people. I mean, I met them. I've heard them speak. They think they're better than because, what, you're sober now? Who gives a shit you're sober now? Like, I'm not impressed with anybody's time. With what? It's like, really? You know how many people don't drink ever? They're called Muslims. They don't drink for religious reasons. And they do it 
because that's part of their religion. They don't expect for people to... Cl- and plus, those people never did the horrible things that I have heard in stories that people tell, that they want to they be, now you're great because now you're doing this, but you were like this, 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 and this, and you killed people, and you, 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 know, you robbed people, whatever, when you were drunk and doing drugs, and now, oh, now that you, you went and got a law degree, and you went to Georgetown University, and now you're graduating, now you're a member of the Pacific Group, that I could give a flying, you know what about that you have 10 years of sobriety. Like, so what? Who cares? But they are everywhere in our society, from the milkman, well, I guess he doesn't exist anymore, but to your plumber or somebody who is, uh, you know, uh, an average worker, to an attorney, to a DA in Brooklyn, to um, the drug czar in Washington, to the vice president, Joe Biden's son, to major movie stars, major um, you know, showrunners, um, uh, uh, famous musicians, that this has just, you know, gone on. And uh, uh, the, the thing, though, that I see, and, you know, there was a tipping point for me when I really saw how embedded Alcoholics Anonymous is and was in every area of our society and government and culture. And I thought, oh, my God, like, this is way too fucking big. Like, how are we going to unhinge this. How are we going to stop everybody being forced to go? And, you know, we we went to some meetings over the year of filming. I went to some meetings in Los Angeles. I went to some big meetings that were very, very small now. And that if it doesn't grow, so internally, Alcoholics Anonymous is shrinking. And the young people are not becoming GSRs and joining that whole thing and, and playing that whole game that I played. And that you know, my my listener who's listening now did a being of service and being of service and sucked into this bullshit. That's not happening now. So it is a shell. It's a huge shell, but it will collapse on itself. And I, I do think that it may continue to exist at small levels. People have already taken AA meetings into their house. But, you know, what about what about you? I know I just went off on, you know, a long tangent about how big it is and what's going on. But that if we can stop nurses being extorted there and the lawsuits that have to start to happen with these professionals, and it is happening with pilots. So if you're a pilot listening, find Brent Wyrock on Facebook and on Twitter and call him. And there are other pilots joining together to sue the FAA for being extorted to attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and to go see a psychiatrist who was also an AA member and have to pay these guys thousands of dollars for an hour. Um, the doctor story is very bad. We have to get to doctors and we have to get to, um, you know, uh, psychiatrists and people, maybe people that are in school and colleges. So they're in med school and they're in law school and they're learning to become therapist that this is not the only way that no you do not need to go to AA and to be sober a year before you can work with a therapist like that's nonsense and that's what therapists have been told for over 30 years and I know that because my therapist she told me that she said Monica oh yeah that's like you know a given that's what you say to people well really who are they they're an expert because they were a drunk or they were a drug addict no they're not it's just like you get cancer. Just because someone else has cancer, you talk to them, and they're not an expert. They're only an expert on their situation, and even then, you're really not an expert. You just know about your stuff. I'm not an expert on, you know, on cancer. You know, but I think that to, I mean, I don't know. I got to tell you that this 
situation that I see is ready to break wide open in the sense that there is a huge, huge movement of people that have been very, very silent a long time and quiet, and they are no longer willing to be quiet. And my film is done, and the business of recovery is done, and he's doing uh, screenings all over the country. And if you can see the business of recovery, go on his website, follow him, um, see when it's coming to your town. I highly recommend this movie, The Business of Recovery, that takes on rehab and AA and, and the failure of these rehabs. It is like a sister movie to mine. The other movie that's fantastic is Claudia Christian's movie called One Little Pill. Fantastic movie for those people who still want to drink, who want to take the drug on. It's an inexpensive drug. You take it one hour before you drink, and you can contact Claudia Christian on Facebook or on her C3 Foundation website. Um, you can buy the book by Gabrielle Glaser, Her Best Kept Secret, Why Women Drink and How They Can Regain Control. I'm a chapter in that book. I'm chapter six. The, um, the Sober Truth by Lance Stodes. Amazing, amazing paperback. Easy read. Really smart guy in Harvard. He, I interviewed him in the film. I interviewed Gabriel Glaser in the film. And these people, including, like, let's talk about Ken Anderson. So here's HAMS Harm Reduction, H-A-M-S, all caps. Harm Reduction, I think, is one of the biggest growing uh, alternatives because people don't want all the rules. They don't want to go to meetings anymore. Um, now, there's people who never went to the meetings that are finding hams, but this gives, it, it treats people like they're adults. What do you want to do? What is working for you? There is no labeling in any of the six free options. I think the oldest one, the, the oldest free, other free option is uh, SOS, and I think that Smart Recovery is 20 or 22 years old. Um, they splintered off of uh, Rational Recovery. Uh, Jack Trimpey started that, and he still has that going. Uh, I think that we need a movie star. We need somebody famous to come out and say, this is absolute horseshit, and I'm not going for this. Intelligent journalists that will say, you know, I tried that, and uh, I, I didn't like that at all, and why? Like, why is it so one-sided. It's really heavy one-sided. It's almost like I want to say to somebody, well, I mean, I did add pro-A people in my film to balance the film, but, you know, nobody says that when you're tearing up the Catholic Church. Oh, you know, don't you need, you got to defend the church, don't you, while you're doing this? No, nobody, nobody, everybody's just so outraged about children being, you know, raped and pedophilia that this needs to be exposed. Well, this just needs to be exposed. And on the, the, there's so many aspects to this, which is so different than the Catholic Church. There's more than just the predation. You know, um, if everybody was being extorted to Catholic Church, then we would begin to see if every nurse and doctor that it happened to, then, you know, it's just it's outrageous. I got to tell you. And, you know, I'm tired. It's, it's a big job. And I think that we need people all over the country. Um, I have literature that's, if you have, if you got a DUI, um, you know literature for that that shows these six free options. If you'd be willing, you can contact me at makeaasafer at gmail dot com. You can contact me on Facebook, Monica Richardson. Make make sure it's not my music page, and you could PM me there or just you know send me uh, something that yes, I would like those 
um, pamphlets. So some of the pamphlets are really good to give out to your doctor or you know somebody that you know as a professional. So we can begin to educate grassroots style until we can get major media, which we need. And I'm working on it. You know, we've been working on it since May, and uh, I think that um, it's going to come through. But until then, if you see a local story that involves Alcoholics Anonymous and dangerous predators being court-ordered there, please post them to my Facebook page. Please come on to leavingaa.com and post these stories and contact those journalists and thank them and say, this happened to me. Thank you for telling this story. Do you have a journalist friend in another city? Do you know a journalist in Los Angeles or New York so that we can get this story to become a bigger story? Because we do have journalists that are telling the truth but just not on the LA Times and not in the New York Times, which is censorship. But what, I mean, what can we do? We can just keep going until the story gets too big. And eventually I'm going to do some small, short videos to just update people of what's going on and um, how things are going. I want to thank you for listening. I want to encourage you all to um, support each other and create your own blog or create your own pages or join the ones that already exist and live your life and um, you know do the best you can. And there, on on my website, leavingaa.com, we have resources and books that I highly recommend. Gabrielle Glaser has resources of great books. Um, Expose AA has a list of books. So you know, just share everywhere. Get on Twitter. Create an account. Um, on Twitter, I'm not on Instagram yet, but um, yeah, um, I just felt I needed to do a really quick show and touch base and connect. I'm going to try to have um, the woman who works with um, cults deprogramming on really soon. I'd actually like to have her on next week. So again, the minutes are up. Again, I'm Monica Richardson. Please go to iTunes and give me a review if you like the show, if you hate the show, if you will think anything about it. <laughs> and I will be back uh, next week or the week after as we roll out the 13th step of the film. Again, have a good evening, and I'll see you again next time.